This is an AMI podcast. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. I'm Alex Smythe. It's Fridays, and every other week, we check in with representatives from the Center of Equitary... Excuse me. Let's try that one again. The Center for Equitable Library Access will let us know about the latest available accessible reading material. Today, we're speaking with CELA Communications Manager, Karen McKay. Hi, Karen. How's it going? I'm great today. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. So, uh, the first topic you wanted to touch on was the Governor General's Literary Award, uh, Awards. The winners were announced earlier this week. So, let's go through the uh, the three main categories. So, who won for fiction? So, fiction was won by uh, Sheila Haiti for her book called Pure Color, which is based on this idea that we are all here just sort of living the first draft of a, an artist's creation, and that artist is about to tear that creation apart. So, it's a very interesting premise for a book, um, and I'm not surprised it won. It's a, it's a beautiful, lyrical, poet, poetical kind of book, and, and um, if you love that kind of story, I think folks will really love it. Yeah, just based on that brief description, I'm, I'm already mentally adding it to my, my reading <laughs> list. So uh, what about the nonfiction category? So the nonfiction was won by um, uh, Eli Baxter for his memoir called Aki Wayne Z, which explores the science and the history and the math, uh, the philosophy, education law. It's a wide-ranging um, exploration of the uh, Anishinaabe identity. And so, again, not surprised that this one won. Uh, it's, it's a, again, a beautiful book, and it contains some really important wisdom, I think. So if folks are interested in learning more about this particular topic, I highly recommend picking this one up. Absolutely. And the third category is for young adult literature? Yeah. So Jen Ferguson won this one for her uh, young adult book called The Summer of Bitter and Sweet, which is about a young Métis girl living on the Canadian prairies and what happens when she gets a letter from her biological father, who she never really wanted to meet. She hoped that he would stay behind bars for the rest of his life, but she can't. Uh, she can't ignore him. So the story follows that, uh, that journey for that young person. Excellent book. And now we're we're going to stick with literary awards because another one you had been talking about in uh, previous appearances is the Scotiabank Giller Prize, and the winner was announced earlier this month. So who won the award? Suzette Marr won for her book called The Sleeping Car Porter, which is about a, a train car porter named Baxter who's a queer black man, and he has to serve these white passengers when things go awry on one of their one of their trips. And so I, I really love this book because it I think it brings an important perspective from a culture that has rendered this person invisible in two ways. He's gay and he's black. Uh, excellent, excellent book. And so people at home who are wondering, like these awards, they also come with cash prizes as well. So how much does the winner get? So for the Scotiabank Giller Prize, that's the biggest one. That's a $100,000 prize. So and that's enough to spend a, a year or two writing another book, another novel. It's uh, it's great that Canadian Literary Awards are really supporting authors this way. And the nominees also get um, an amount. It depends on the awards. But, you know, some of those are five, ten. $15,000. So really lovely to see this kind of support for our for our, liter- our literary giant. Absolutely. And as you mentioned, you know, it, it's not only important to celebrate, but also support them financially. And this award goes a long way for doing that then. It does. It does. Yes. Now, yeah. And now uh, we move on. You always like to bring some featured titles of the week. This week, your selections honor 
something that's really near and dear to my heart. And <laughs> we're talking bread, specifically to, to honor Homemade Bread Day, which is on November 17th. So can you tell me a bit more about the selections? Yeah, so I was a little hungry when I went looking for a theme for this week and I stumbled across this, um, and I'm a bread baker. So I loved it, and I love finding interesting books in our collection just by putting in a you know a random topic like bread and seeing what comes up. So these books are all new to the collection. The first one I wanted to bring to you is called Death Gone Awry, and it's spelled A-R-Y-E. It's a bit of a pun, and it's part of a uh, series called The Bread Shop Mysteries by Winnie Archer. So this is a cozy mystery. It's full of fun and puns, as you can tell from the title. This this one's the number six in the series, and it features two main characters, Ivy Culpepper, who is a budding photographer, and she works in a bake shop owned by um, Olea, and it's a the bake shop is called Yeast of Eden, of course, puns, right? So this, yes. So this book uh, starts with um, uh, a wedding. The sheriff of the town goes off on his honeymoon. Um, the bakers are working on a, a spring fling project for a school project. And unfortunately, there's a murder. The ambitious school board president, Nessa Rennick, has been murdered. And like the rest of the close-knit community, Ivy is shocked. She's um, also surprised to find out that her boy friend Miguel Baptista has had a fling with Nessa back in the day and now the police have this idea that her boyfriend might have killed Nessa. So because the sheriff's out of town, it's up to Ivy and her boss, whose name's Olea, and um, a sidekick of theirs who's 86 years old, her name's Penelope Bradford, and they need to get to the bottom of this situation. Cozy mysteries are beloved because they are character-driven. They're not dull gory. Um, there's something sort of that suggests that you should be reading these books while cuddled under a blanket with a cup of tea. It's just a lovely read. It's a great way to kind of relax, check out for a little bit. There's seven of these books in this series, and they have titles think like Doe or Die and Flower in the Attic, and there's a, a Christmas-themed one, too. So lots of fun, great, light read. Yeah, and, and the puns are just baked right in there, aren't they? Oh, geez, that was bad. Yes, they are. <laughs> Perfect. Now, what can you tell me about baking bread? Or breaking bread, so sorry. Is, breaking bread. I, I, I got bacon on my mind. <laughs> so breaking bread, um, I really love this. It's a, it's a, an anthology of um, essays brought together by uh, an organization called Blue Angel, which is a nonprofit combating food insecurity by delivering healthy food to local farmers and those in need. And so there's more than 60 renowned New England food writers who have gathered around the collective table to talk about food and how it sustains us both, you know, mind and body and in our soul. It celebrates uh, local food, family and community. And I really love this because it's divided into sections, things like love and loss is one section and taste and distaste is another. But it, it hits a wide range of topics. There's everything from the pleasures of being a locavore to beloved uh, childhood food from Iran, the horror of starving in a prison camp, um, the idea of baking pot brownies for an ill friend, the pleasure of buying a, a chocolate egg for a, a child. And so if folks have been thinking about food, and I think a lot of us have with the skyrocketing price and all the news stories about the increasing demand at food banks, um, and you want to sort of understand our food ecosystem in North America, this is a really excellent collection of essays. It allows us to kind of delve into our consciousness around hunger, our food mentality, but also celebrate really great food. I love anthologies like this because you can kind of dip in and out, find um, uh, an article that speaks to you at the time and think about it. And I love that they're all on this theme and that it's a, it's a fundraiser for this organization that wants to make sure that folks have access to food. 
Absolutely. Now, you have a few other selections as well. Unfortunately, we are running out of time, Karen, but we will put them up on our blog. But can you give us the titles uh, quickly for folks at home so they can check them out? Sure. So one's called Cheese, Wine, and Bread, Discovering the Magic of Fermentation in England, Italy, and France. And it's sort of a travelogue memoir, and it delves into fermentation. Uh, The other one's called Bread Out of Stone, Recollections on Sex, Recognition, Race, Dreaming, and Politics by Dion Brand, who's a literary giant in Canada. Um, And the last one uh, is called Bread Therapy, The Mindful Art of Baking Bread, which teaches you how to bake bread, but also helps you uh, ground yourself in the process. Karen, thank you so much. I'm starving now. I'm I'm probably going to go eat some bread and read one of these books. So thank you and have a great weekend. Thanks, you too. That was Karen McKay, who is the communications manager for the Center for Equitable Library Access. You can follow Sela on Twitter at Sela Library. Coming up on Monday on Now with Dave Brown, Marco Pasquas explores the accessibility pros and cons of blockchain technology and cryptocurrency. That's Now with Dave Brown on uh, on 9 a.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. And I want to thank our guests today, Joita Gupta, Michelle McQuig, Michael McNeely, and Karen McKay. And special thanks to Mike Ross for filling in today. And it is Friday, so we always like to give a thanks to the team. Obviously, we start with our host, Dave Brown, who is taking a well-deserved break. Uh, Brock Richardson, who always brings the great sports conversations. Andrika Delanerol, who is our senior show producer. Our TV technical producer, Bruce Buclarian. Our uh, producers, Paul Daniel and Marianne Dion-Jones. Our production team, Daniel Panamundo, Eliza Brocco, and Kingsley Juco. This is a, a, a labor of love. Everyone does a great job. So have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.